0: I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George. And this is Trans Fantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it.
0: Like travel.
1: Travel, yeah. Yeah, I did I did traveling again. This is a lot of travel.
0: There has been a lot of travel the first half of this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was none of the travel, none of the travel, and now there's a lot of it. So
0: I think at least one of us has gone somewhere every month this year so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this time it was you going to baseball.
1: I did go to baseball and how that happened is last year after being cooped up for a very long time with children... My work wife said, hey, we should go to baseball somewhere. And
0: We we live in the middle of nowhere, so it's a drive to get to baseball or a flight.
1: Yes. And and it was a good idea, and and she was willing to drive, and we had a friend to stay with.
0: Who lives in a place that's near baseball.
1: So one day after work, we got in the car and drove away, and I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast.
0: Oh, I'm sure we did. Mm. I remember talking about this because your drive back was adventurous.
1: Yeah. This year, we had the same idea, mm-hmm. but gas prices went very high. And also, she's retired, so she has more time. Like last time, we had to leave after work. Not because of me, because I would have just took time off. Mm-hmm. But she had to wait till she was done working, because she's like that. Yep. So this time, we decided to consider flying. And so we've gone from this sort of impromptu, we need a trip, let's make something, go have a trip, to let's do that baseball thing away from here again.
0: Yes. And if this becomes an annual thing for you, I would not be mad.
1: Right. That's good to know. I like I like it there. We might try a different place mm-hmm. after having gone there twice. And we tried last time we had a car, so we got to go more places. This time we walked about 12 to 15 miles a day. Mm-hmm. And it was not a problem. But I thought, well, here we are going on an airplane and going off. And some people probably think we're a little couple and we are not.
0: Yes. And we talked about that before you left, about how you wanted to, you know, offer her some options for how to express the two of you being in a relationship, but not a romantic relationship, being friends or family or adoptive family or fictive family or...
1: Right. So I did talk to her about that probably not too long before we went when we were still working on Kitchen Cat Mm cabinets or the frames of them. They're still kitchen cabinet (laughs) doing. But anyhow, I'll get to that eventually. Not today, but yeah. She didn't think much of it at all because she hangs out with lots of people and does lots of things with them. And it's not a problem for her what other people are thinking. Okay. Yeah.
0: Does she have a lot of other male friends her own age?
1: No, and I think that has to do with how things are segregated gender-wise and, you know, everything around that. Mm-hmm. So, whereas I have a lot of female friends, but that's because I'm trans and hung around with a lot of women for a long time.
0: Well, and that's the thing I'm thinking is that if if she hadn't known you before transition, she probably would not have befriended you after transition.
1: Correct. And we we were never attracted to each other at all. So yeah. Yeah. But she has a lot of brothers. Mm-hmm. So she's comfortable around guys. She does have guy friends on her pool teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And typically they already have a partner who she might hang out with that guy and his woman friend, wife, whatever. Yeah. And some other guys who might ask her out. Mm-hmm. One of which, as soon as we got to our airport, was some guy who worked at the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And saw her and came over to talk to her because he knows her from pool. That's funny. So that, you know, and she's just like that. She talks to everybody and knows everybody and does lots of things. Mm Mm-hmm. So, of course, she knew some guy at the airport. He seemed like a nice guy. Right. I was impressed that he came over to talk to her even though I was there. Yeah. So, I wasn't sure about that. But I was. I made a point to be friendly. That's good. He definitely was paying more attention to her than anything else. So, I said <laughs> after, I said, he seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know nice guys are not your thing. Mm-hmm. You like asshats. But <laughs> how about that one? Right. So.
0: What so- did she have to say about that?
1: She had gone on a date the other day and not said anything. Hmm. And I raised an eyebrow and she said it was the mechanic. And I I rolled my eyes. Because he's an ass, but like I said.
0: Yes, she has a type.
1: And that happens to be a very easy type to find in our age group. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. He's asked her out before, but I don't know if he's still married and separated or what. Mm. And that wasn't, you know, my opinion before I get too far into the tangent, I will end it here, is that last time she did that didn't work well. Just saying. Fair. So, he has to be divorced. I'm going to give her talking to when she comes over next time.
0: Good. I mean, all colloquialized definitions of insanity aside, it really just doesn't seem like a good idea.
1: Well... I did finally talk to her about that you wanted to date. Oh, okay. And she just was like, oh, okay. Because she remembered me talking about this once before, mm-hmm. other times. So I, okay. I said, You'd fin- you and I had finally talked about that you did want to start doing the dating thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care because dating seems like a lot of trouble. And she agreed with that conclusion.
0: <laughs> it's fun. I am enjoying it so far. It's it's a lot of false starts, but that's generally how the process goes.
1: Right. True. That's very practical of your autistic brain.
0: I mean, I have a math degree. <laughs> this is how we do it. it. It's all the false starts. It's all the wrong answers until you get the right answers. It's mm-hmm. do it again, do it again. Right, right. But I, I don't mind that process. It's I'm finding it fairly enjoyable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it's what it is. That's good. And it's good that you were able to bring that up because you had asked me not to bring it up with other people, except for those few people that I was closer with and had already talked to.
1: Right, until I could... Reached that topic with folks I wasn't sure what they would think of that and might have questions. Right. And also happen to be the more church-going Jesus friends, so.
0: Yes. You don't have any conservative friends, but you have a lot of centrist liberal friends. Well, yeah. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. It's, no, it's, you know,
1: it's not unusual in our area.
0: That's about as progressive as we get around here for mm-hmm. the most part, so.
1: Yeah. If you want to find progressives, those are them. So anyhow, off we went on the airplane.
0: When we talked about this last time, you were going to have to go in and fix your ticket for the pre check right when you arrived at the airport.
1: Yes. And so we we checked our bags in with a kiosk thing and then went up to the desk and they rejected us and said, you have to go in that other line. So we went in the other line and they fixed it, which was great. And then we went through the security and off we went on the plane and we got to our destination at like 9.30 in the morning, which is typically not a check-in time, although with using a app for a hotel. And see, we had thought about getting an Airbnb, I had thought about this, near the ballpark. But the problem was checking in the bags that early in the day and then checking them out, there was a $60 fee on each end. And I thought, I'll just walk and have a hotel where I can leave my bags as yeah. long as I want without a problem, without having to prearrange and Most wonder if hotels, it's happening. Most hotels, you
0: can check your bags at the door before you get your room and you can go mm-hmm. off and wander and mm-hmm. do your things
1: yes so we picked a hotel that was near the freeway and one of the lesser and the lower end of the spectrum of that particular hotel brand but um, one of
0: the less expensive versions
1: yes and the first time we walked took a walk it wasn't the way we really wanted to go it was like close to a downtown area on a weekend and so we did eventually find some better ways to walk and they were slightly longer and that was fine I wasn't totally uncomfortable walking in the dark as I would have been before transition. Mhm. You know, through a downtown area, she was somewhat uncomfortable, but is not completely uncomfortable because she's very aware of everything around her. I mean, the brothers that she has helped her awareness. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, we went all over the place and did things and went to ball games and walked all over the place. So it was good. Some people did get confused. And so it was good that we had that discussion ahead of time for our own clarity. Is it the first ball game we went to? We, we got to go to two. It was very full. It was a giveaway night hmm. and uh, it was very full. They were giving away jerseys or something. Mm-hmm. So we sat there and, and of course I know we're gonna make friends with everybody around us because she's there and that's that's how it what works. she does. Yeah. And the two guys sitting next to me we were talking about teams and, and the one guy said, Well, indicating to her that she should be changing her team since she got married and I said, Oh, we're not married. Mm-hmm. And then he, he didn't he looked at me and he's like, Okay,
0: you're wearing a wedding ring and you're sitting next to this femi-looking woman.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Who is also not wearing a wedding ring. They didn't pick up on that part.
1: No, probably not. And I, I like to wear my wedding ring because I have it and because then it puts me in a different category in people's minds, mm-hmm. the type of guy who wears their wedding ring. Yes. So.
0: that There is yeah. a subtle shift that happens there. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. He was a little confused and tried for, you know, like engaged or whatever. And I'm like, no. And, and she said, no. And we're just friends. And then he really was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and I and then I said, she's sort of like having a brother because she always has been like having a brother and a sister in one person. Mm-hmm. I mean, she does all these dude things and does all these things that ladies do too. Yes. But, you know, I don't do those ones. So, mm-hmm. But I want to point out now that I'm thinking about it, if I had not transitioned and we were hanging out together, they would have assumed we were a couple. That
0: is probably also true because mm-hmm. the butch and the femme people yes. hanging out together at baseball, mm-hmm. they, they would have made the same. Assumption, you are correct. Yes, but saying that she's like a brother probably means that they still think she's a lesbian.
1: They might, but she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's not trying to pick either one of them up. So she doesn't <laughs> pick up people in general. Good thing. Yeah. So that was our our first, you know, entanglement with that. And the other ones did all revolve around baseball because we went other places. I mean. We left the baseball game at 10 and we walked back to where we we're going and we were in search of this tiki bar and we found it but you had to get on the list so we had to wait 45 minutes and so then we walked to this other thing and went and got some gelato and came back and you know went to the tiki bar and you know. Mm-hmm hung out. And then we went back to our hotel at 1230. I mean, unusual for me to stay up that late.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. I was here doing stuff around the house. And I was like, kind of waiting up for you. But also I was kind of not because I figured, you know, if you call, then you call. And if you don't, then you're busy and you're enjoying yourself. And that makes me happy.
1: Yeah, I was running around doing things until I dropped and then we get up and do it again. And there's a lot of oxygen
0: We live in the American Intermountain West, which would sound like there's a big space in between the Rockies and the Sierra, but there really isn't. It's just slightly lower mountains.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: And so we are at altitude. And then you went down to a coastal city where there was not altitude and there was oxygen.
1: (laughs) Yes. And as my former intern and science friend mentioned, in some sort of Slightly autistic detail about how your your body adjusts your intake of oxygen according to what mm-hmm. it is used to having, and so when you get to sea level, you're taking in a lot of oxygen that because you haven't adjusted yet. Right. And and of course, it makes me very tired up when I come back. Yeah. So we ran all over the place until we dropped, which was fine because we had a really tiny hotel room, and they didn't tell us until after we checked in there was absolutely no maid service. Which I don't have a problem with. Like, I don't need somebody coming in and out of my room and making the bed. Right. But I do like to have towels and get rid of the old one if I need to. Stuff like that. So they didn't tell us until we had already checked in.
0: But you were able to order things through the app or through phone down to the desk? and.
1: They said you could just come to the desk for them. So I went to the desk, but they didn't have the things we needed. They had a couple of them. So then I went back to the room and ordered them on the app and they came late in the afternoon, early evening as we had come back to change clothes because in a coastal city like that, it's it was warm during the day right. and cool at night. Mm-hmm. So we'd come back and change. And so the stuff came then. Right. And we wanted things like more coffee and more washcloths and you know.
0: And the things that you and I typically want when we get to a hotel, They they start out with a minimal amount of everything and trust that the things that you need. You will ask for more of.
1: Yes. And when I put it on the app, I try to order all of what we need for the rest of the time. I don't need them running back and forth for me. Right. I can make a pile of towels. They're folded. Mm-hmm. So that worked out. And um, so the next night, we didn't go to the ball game. We went to the rooftop of a bar across the street, sort of across the street, half a block away. You something like that? saw
0: the ball game, but not from the ballpark.
1: We saw part of the ball game. It was uh, very empty in the ballpark comparatively. Hmm. It was colder mm-hmm. and windier and it was not a giveaway night and it was a Tuesday and, you know, mm-hmm. and so there were uh, also, you know, baseball fans up there on the rooftop. Yes. And we talked to them and more people got confused with us. <laughs> Which is fine because, well, the first guy we were talking to, I heard the people talking behind me as I was watching towards the ballpark and looking around. It sounded like she was a nurse or something. That's the only part I could hear. But my work wife, being like you, wants to hear what everybody's saying. Mm-hmm. We heard the whole thing, whatever it was. mm mm-hmm. And uh, and then when whoever they were talking to went somewhere and they were just there and somehow we started talking to them. I probably turned around. They had their Cubs stuff on. And I had uh, what, whatever Cubs thing I had on, he started talking to me. He had had a few and she probably had a few but just wasn't quite as loud as him. <laughs> But they were very friendly. Okay. Yeah. And it was funny to me. They just seemed like your typical old married couple. She was from, you know, somewhere along the coast, and he was from Chicago. And so he said where he had lived, like the streets, the two main streets.
0: When you're from a big city like that, you can sort of peg each other by neighborhood and like know where each other is from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Which she uh, said, why does this always happen? Like it's perplexing to her. <laughs> How do you know, like, I can say what town I'm from in California nobody knows what I'm talking about. But if you guys say Lincoln, Pulaski, somebody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> so that was funny. But um, we were just chatting about different things. And because we were trying to determine neighborhoods, he, he asked where I had gone to high school and I had gone to a technical school. Mm-hmm. I forget that you had to have certain grades to get in. And he says to his wife, oh, here's a smart fucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: that was funny to me. Nobody would have said that before.
0: No, Mm-mm. no, although they might have said other things because your class was not the first, but it was one of the first that allowed females to attend, wasn't it?
1: We were nine years in by then, nine years of the school accepting females.
0: So that's kind of wild. They might have said something about that if you had not been transitioned. Yes. But instead they just say, here you a smart fucker. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah,
1: it was funny to me. Yeah. And I didn't think about, and they asked where we were staying and, you know, they were going to get a cab and something. And I said, oh, no, we walked. And I didn't realize that was going to put them off. But you pointed out that some people don't like it that you walked all over for, for 12 miles that day. Some people are-
0: see it as like, a, a, you know, because our culture has such an emphasis on health and wellness as a virtue. Mm -hmm. and that if you do things that are good for you, like walking everywhere and Going to the gym and eating healthy and things like that, that somehow that puts you in this group of people who is better than them and they're going to get an attitude about it.
1: Yeah. But he did come back and talk to us because they were going to leave and then she went to the restroom and then he came back and talked some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that. We like to walk and we're impatient. We don't want to wait for a tram that's going to take us only halfway there. Right. And pay the money for it. We're also cheap. <laughs> Uh,
0: makes a difference i'll
1: save my six dollars and walk thank you there you go yeah round trip you know mm-hmm. yeah so and there were some other people up there that talked to us and they were the ones that said something similar along the lines of thinking we were together mm-hmm. and we said we weren't and they were just like oh okay like a little perplexed but whatever people can do their own thing yep yeah so that's funny to mm-hmm. me the baseball people yeah And we did go to a day game the next day. We just bought seats for like eight dollars, which was great because the seats before the other night were like thirty something with tax with taxes and fees. Okay. Even though we were way up there, Mm -hmm. this time they were eight dollars, which was great. Mm -hmm. But there was a whole bunch of young drunk sailors a couple rows up and back from us, so we moved. And then that was okay, but then it got cooler, so then we had to move to the sun, but then some drunk women got behind us who wouldn't shut up, and that was going to drive my work wife, e- former work wife, even more nuts than me. So, we moved again. We probably moved three or four times. Uh, there were a lot of drunk people up there, which we didn't have last year because we had a pandemic and there wasn't, you know, as many people in the ballpark. hmm So, yeah. So, we just did things and then we had dinner with somebody before we left and hurried up and got to the airport. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Very good.
1: Yeah. It was a good trip. I was ready to come back.
0: Did you get a phone call that day when you were getting ready for the airport and whatnot? Oh, you know,
1: yeah, that's true. There were were lingering things, (laughs) strings that (laughs) went there. You run
0: away, but you still have to manage things here.
1: (laughs) The boy probably called me only twice while I was there and I told him to talk to you each time. And... Then we kept meaning to call my aunt, her and I, just to say hi, like either on FaceTime or something. But we'd go out and do something. It would be too noisy there. And we'd come back and it would be too late. So finally, that early morning, uh, the day I was coming back, we did remember to call her. And she wasn't feeling too good. And she said she had been running a fever. Mm Mm-hmm. And it turned out by the end of, you know, later in the day, she uh, ended up calling an ambulance going back to the hospital.
0: She had recently had intestinal surgery. A couple months ago, we talked about her getting a colostomy bag while they resectioned her colon. Mm-hmm. And then a month ago, maybe, they stitched her back up, took out the bag, put everything, rerouted everything the way it was supposed to go minus the removed section of mm-hmm. damaged tissue.
1: Right. And she's gone up and down with that. Like she did really good in the surgery and then they let her go home and then there was a rough patch.
0: This is what always happens. They think that she's doing fine because she has supervision and while she's supervised and while she's being handed her meds and her meals on time, she does just fine. But as soon as she goes home and it doesn't have someone managing those time-related self-care tasks, mm-hmm. then she starts going down again.
1: She does. This last day did come out a little different at the end because Somehow she was off schedule or something with the meal times, and she also was in isolation because she had an infection. And uh, of course, I went to bring her something and didn't know that. So, and there's no hardly any hospital staff. Apparently, there was a little sign somewhere.
0: Our small hospitals in our small town are all understaffed, just like every hospital everywhere. Yes.
1: But anyhow, she was not getting her meals on time and not feeling good. And then the less she eats, the less she eats. And it became a problem. And she tried to leave AMA after I got home, which I said no to. (laughs) And then I called the nurse and said, here's the problem. So they started giving her meals on time. Now, she didn't want them anyway because she was mad. She wanted her drinks. And we've talked about before, you've mentioned that that has to do with dementia. So, But once she had her protein boost or insurer or whatever they were giving her, it was better. But she did have a little dip when she came home from not eating enough. Mm -hmm. She wanted to blame it on not eating enough at the hospital. She tried to tell me they weren't feeding her. So refusing your meals and not feeding you is two different things, just saying. Yeah. But when I called the nurse to talk to her about the potential AMA problem, my, my aunt was just, I told her, you can't do that. You need both IV and oral antibiotics. And you mm-hmm. can't. she said she didn't care. And I said, well, you might care that you're going to get the whole bill because when you leave AMA, your insurance won't pay it. Mm-hmm. And then she shut up. There you go. And said, yeah, go ahead and talk to the nurse. Good job. So I talked to the nurse and the nurse was already ordering the uh, insurer or boost or whatever that is. So they got her on that and that improved things enough. And then she got to come home and she had a little dip because she probably wasn't doing anything that she was supposed to, and some of the things she wasn't, and really didn't feel good and was very weak. She called me and said she thought she needed another walker for her house. She has a tiny apartment and she wanted one for each end one in her room and one in the living room.
0: There are literally only two rooms in this house,
1: in this apartment. Well, if you, the kitchen's like open to the other rooms. So that's three rooms and. Mm-hmm.
0: It's an open floor plan, yeah. I don't know if it counts as another room or not, but
1: I, I it's, don't.
0: it's the same open space. She
1: obviously was feeling weak enough that she... And she didn't want to roll over the oxygen tube with the walker. And I, I said, do you need the oxygen? And she said, sometimes, which means she wanted attention because she wasn't feeling good. And so, I tried to mm-hmm. co her to doing that a little more positively, but she really wasn't feeling good enough. Then she got a talking to from grandma about mm-hmm. eating. Good and job. she started eating more and she felt better. <gasps> I know It's very helpful. Thank you, Grandma.
0: I agree. So between that stress and coming home to parenting again, which while you were gone, I kept waiting for something to blow up, but nothing ever did. And this is the second time now that I have been our boy's sole caregiver. The first time was last year when you went to baseball without him. hmm <laughs> Since. And this
1: time was more days. Because this time was more days. Since we flew, you know. Mm-hmm. We tried to get the tickets on the days that we're the best to fly on. Correct.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the second time that I've been in charge of him since he and his other mom tried to nuke our family, and it just went swimmingly. And I am still completely in shock about that.
1: <laughs> he didn't do as good at school. That is true. But that's because you misunderstood what I said about his time for his game and the t- time for his phone. And so he was on his game an hour later every night, and he did crap at school. He had bad points for that week on his home home note. However, it didn't blow up.
0: He was pretty happy about it, and I, I no, thought... he
1: was very pleased.
0: I thought you had said that you would set the timer before you left, and so I didn't even think about it.
1: Right. I don't know. And oh, of well. course, you and I, we didn't check, so... <laughs> Because <laughs> we're good uh, at this. Yeah. Well, and I figured if it was a problem, you'd say something or fix it. And so, whatever. Right. It and wasn't so- a problem for you, and it wasn't a problem for him. And he was quite pleased till I came home.
0: And it was hilarious to me. I took him to school one day and I was picking him up. You know, I, I was playing taxi. And the question we often ask is, what was good about your day? You know, because these kids are at that age where one bad thing will make it the whole bad day. Mm hmm. And so the first thing we want to hear when they first get in the car, unless they really, really need to decompress about something, is what was good about your day? Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said, that I don't have to deal with dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do get tired of each other.
0: Understandably. I mean, don't all families get tired of each other for after a while?
1: Probably. I would think so.
0: But anyway, then you came home and you had to deal with your aunt and then you had to deal with a boy. And then there's also all of these reproductive rights and trans health care and all of this stuff happening. And then you started having stress dreams. <laughs>
1: I did. And I've had them off and on this year. I don't know if we talked about any of them before, but dreams where the the ones we may have talked about before or may not have are dreams where there's cis het people on, in big houses, on, you know, with locked gate communities and their houses are right golf courses and stuff, those kind of people. And, and you and end up like- having
0: like most dangerous game type dreams. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. One of them was I had gotten arrested, and whatever it was, I knew I had done the thing or close enough to it that it wasn't a surprise to me, but as I was in the squad car, I realized what a problem this was going to be. Uh Uh-oh, what jail am I going to, and what's going to happen there? Oh, Yeah, and I couldn't seem to wake up from that dream, and when I did, I couldn't seem to stop, so I spent a bunch of mornings uh, in the wee hours being awake at the wrong time and not being able to go back to sleep from dreams like that. And it is all the things you said
0: the immediate stress plus the global national stress yeah, yeah. I disapprove
1: yeah I wish your disapproval carried a lot more weight than it
0: does <laughs> you would need both babe
1: yeah <sighs> And it, it does lend to some dysphoria overall. I'll notice that. And I noticed it when I was, even when I was getting ready to go to out of town, you know, what what to do about being trans while you're away and your swimsuit or your pecker or your STP or your... You
0: did end up packing a larger bag than you would have because you were like, I need this and I need this and I need these other things for just in case. And I should probably have these options. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I knew part of it was just feeling unsettled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: in the world. Oh, well, that's d- a lot. <laughs> I did use most of the clothes because I do sweat a lot and I get dirty or spill things and, you know, Yep. she doesn't do that. So,
0: so she didn't need as many clothes as you did, but... No. That's fine.
1: And most of hers were like tiny women's clothes and then she had a jacket, hmm. which we wore our jackets a lot because it was cooler. It was a month earlier than last year's ballgame. So that's that's what's been happening and I'm trying to get settled back into... Uh, I, I've, I slept really good the last two nights, one of which there were no children in our house. Go figure.
0: <laughs>
1: and I decided to try to stretch that mindset into other nights
0: mm-hmm.
1: where I'm not on high alert of what is the child doing now?
0: Yeah. Is he
1: peed on something? Is he getting into things? Yeah. You know?
0: And when number three was sneaking out... I had a few, more than a few nights where I would have a hard time sleeping because I would keep waking up to check the cameras. And eventually I had to figure out a way to change my mindset around of just, you know, kid is going to do what kid is going to do. Mm-hmm. And I am going to check the cameras in the morning and institute consequences if they're needed at that time.
1: Yes, Well, one of the reasons I'm constantly interacting with him when he's home is I have to put him on a short leash with his game because I have drawn a line in the sand about him peeing while he's sitting there playing a game. And so I have to make it a very short leash. Every
0: 90-ish minutes, he needs to get up and use the bathroom.
1: And I need to check. And he didn't think I would check last Sunday, I think it was. Mm Mm-hmm. And he even brought me the pants thinking I wouldn't touch them. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish.
0: I'm sorry you have to keep touching all the pee things.
1: I am too.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure there's more, but. The dog wants
1: to take my space now.
0: So, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Record.
1: Record. It is recording. That's the idea. One would hope. I gave a shoulder shrug to that. You did. hmm
0: Which is funny, because you've been very talkative for the past half hour to try and make sure that you weren't clearing your throat every other phrase once we sat down. Right. And now you're like shrugging your shoulders and giving all sorts of (laughs) nonverbal.
1: That was a lot of talking. So, you know.
0: Yeah. We have to find the balance between warming up your voice and not wearing out your thinker.
1: (laughs) So what end of our notes are we going to start at? Because the order you briefed me and is slightly out of order chronologically.
0: I thought we would start with going to baseball.
1: Going to baseball. Okay. If and just word. anywhere? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I can rein it back in if it goes too far out to anywhere.
1: You can try. <laughs> you ready? yes You have sure. to do the thing with I, your I, hands I, and I, we have to do an yes, intro. Yes, I, I... Okay, I, just checking. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George. Your spacing out is distracting to me. I'm sorry. Okay. So.